on uh, Israel tonight, what actually Israel means, and and uh, Jacob's name being changed to Israel. Uh, a lot of people go, oh, yeah, I'm a believer, which they think that's what Israel is. But I would ask, what do you believe in? Like, what, what does that actually mean? And uh, what it means is you realize that the spiritual has replaced the physical and has the ability to replace the physical. And so we'll go through some of the scriptures there. But uh, I just want you to understand, like the early church, this is how they viewed the incarnation. The incarnation didn't happen 2,000 years ago. The incarnation happened with every human being that was born of a woman that took a breath. Pneuma its the same word for breath and spirit. And so the very fact that every human uh, took a breath when they came out of their mother's womb is, is man became God or God became man. I'm sorry. That's the incarnation. And so um, when you realize that the whole book's about God became man or incarnated man. And the rest of the book is about sozo or salvation. How do I become whole? How do I, uh, how do I become healed from feeling that I'm separate and less than God? And uh, the early church said it this way, God became man. And the rest of the time we learn how to become God or, or developing into sonship. And like I said to a Jew, a son, sonship meant co-equal with the father. When you were bar mitzvah or become a son, you operated in God's behalf. You operated as if you were the father. And uh, that's really what the whole book's about. And so uh, we'll go through a couple things and I think you'll get excited here, but the whole idea guys is, <clears throat> is, uh, when you look at scriptures, you'll always see under the flesh, under the law of the Jewish thought is the firstborn in the flesh. Meaning if I had, I have two sons. And so Solomon would be my firstborn son. He got a double inheritance, but you always see in scripture, the second son, the second birth received the inheritance. It's always the spiritual man. <clears throat> and that's why scripture says that, uh, uh, he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, in the spirit realm. It's not in the physical. And so anybody who believes that is a son, is the firstborn and operates as God. And so you'll see all the salvation verses all through scripture. And salvation is the, the, in the New Testament is the Greek word sozo. It means to become whole. It means to become healthy. It means to become healed. My heart is whole and healed. <clears throat> and really it's about sonship. It's a really about when you look in the mirror, you see the fullness of God in a body is what it says. If you can see yourself in a mirror and go, I'm looking at myself and I've just seen the fullness of God in a body is what it's all about. This is about you and sonship where you've become one. Father and son have become one. And so if you look at all the salvation verses, um, they all have to do about sonship, which is I'm all leading you guys up to the Christmas Eve Eve service, which we'll do Wednesday online here again, about uh, the Christmas narrative. And I think you'll look at it very differently. Which birth are we actually celebrating? It's not the incarnation. The incarnation happened when you were born of a woman. The real birth is when you realize you're born from above, that the spiritual birth, that you've become a son. And so I'll show you just the typology in there. It's, it's actually beautiful. And so when Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night in John, night means he's, he's one of the shepherds of Israel. He's the uh, leading the sheep of Israel, but he's doing it in darkness. He's doing it without revelation. And he asked Jesus, he says, what must I do to be saved? Or what must man do to be saved? And really, if you look at it, it doesn't say be born again. That's how it's been translated. It literally means you must realize you've been born from above. <clears throat> and then we get, uh, 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 you know, all the different verses. And so when you realize you're a son and God is your father, then we get to Romans 8, where Paul Paul's talking about this wonderful revelation. 
where, you know, he's talking about all creation is waiting for you to realize you're a son, the manifestations of the sons of God. But uh, I'll paraphrase it. But if you start in Romans 8, 15, the spirit we get, we got, he says this, he says, we did not receive a spirit of slavery or works based full of hard labors, which was flesh. I have to do all these works of the law. I have to exert myself full of toilsome labor to receive my sonship. He says, you didn't receive that spirit of bondage and slavery. And in Galatians 4, it says, what is the spirit of bondage? It says it has to do with being the physical Israel today, which is still in bondage. But you, you were born of Abraham and Sarah, the father and mother of all creation. And you were born from above. You are at the Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem. So it has nothing to do with the physical Jerusalem today, guys. So anyway, he said, I didn't give you a spirit of bondage or slavery, works-based full of labors to receive your inheritance. He says, we receive, you have received the spirit of sonship, the set apart spirit that you're a son. And we get to call him daddy or Abba is what it says. Now here's Paul's logic as he's going through Romans eight. And if you are his offspring, if you're a son or a daughter, then we are sons and daughters. That means we have an inheritance from a loving father. Inheritance means I just receive by birth. But it wasn't the physical birth. It's the realization that your true father is God, the spiritual birth. Then we have a wonderful inheritance from a loving father. In fact, the, the inheritance is so big and so good. It's a joint heir or joint possession of Jesus Christ himself. So anything that Jesus owns, you own. That's the most amazing good news you could ever understand. And so anyway, let me just go through uh, uh, a few scriptures that talk about that. because. Um, I'm going to go through the Old Testament. So Hebrews 10 says this. It says the law or all the Old Testament law, the Psalms and the prophets, as Jesus says, are just types and shadows, not the reality themselves. Meaning it's stories about good things to come, but it's not the real thing. It's just glimpses. And I can, I can kind of see, but I don't have full revelation yet. I'm not fully walking in the light yet. And then the very next chapter, Hebrews 11, but he says, but now faith is the assurance, is the title deed, is the real thing, is what he's saying. So every story in scripture, we're not looking at the literalness of it. We're looking, what does it actually mean? What does it mean to us spiritually is really what's going on. And so it says, when you realize that all those are stories about something, faith, that's in you that you can't see, the kingdom's within, Christ is within, um, when you pray, go into the secret place, which is within, it all has to do with living out of the spirit, living out of the second man, the smooth man, Jacob, as we'll go through that. And so, uh, oh, by the way, I forgot to talk about this. And so uh, I don't know if you can see it, but uh, this is from my friend. What's that? Lyle. Yeah. So my wife's talking to me. So Lyle and Maria Snavely, it's probably more from Lyle, Maria, but uh, it's the Minnesota golden gophers national champion wrestling championship so we call them the yellow gophers that uh 2001 carver hawk arena in iowa so and he also gave me a a uh a yellow ground squirrel minnesota wrestling shirt so i'll probably wear that bro he's like i don't i bet you won't dare to wear it of course i will so anyway uh sorry about that but i forgot to do that up front <clears throat> but let's go through the types and shadows so the old testament are stories even the new testament is story, it's allegory. It says, because the kingdom does not come with anything that's observable. So even scripture guys reading the Bible, it's observable. 
it's not what does it say? It's what does it mean? How does it sozo you? How does it heal you and make you whole? So everything has to do with something that's going on inside of you, which you can't see. So oh, <laughs> Lyle just sent it to me. Thanks, buddy. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, let me just share my screen with you here a minute. I'll show you. This is kind of cool. So we'll go through some of the old Testament types and shadows of Jacob, and then I'll show you some of the New Testament realities. <clears throat> so I love this when you get this. So, so the Genesis 28, I'm just, I'm not going to go through it all, but I'm going to start where Jacob's ladder, and I've, I've done a service on Jacob's ladder. Again, this is not the real thing. So it's not this, this physical thing. It's talking about something about you. It's talking about what is it? What's the truth in you? It says, meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. And this is kind of interesting. If we, if we break this down, it says on reaching or coming to a conclusion or a place is what it says, a certain place. And that certain place means standing place or figuratively, which everything's spiritual. It's figurative is how we should read this. A certain state or condition of mind or body. So Jacob comes to a certain place in his thoughts, in his faith. He comes to a certain place. And it says he spent the night there. <clears throat> which is really kind of interesting. It simply means I'm abiding there. That's where I'm going to live. I'm going to live in this certain condition or place <clears throat> because the sun, which we, when we look at it and you break it down a little bit, it literally means sun, sun rising. Um, if we, if we get into it deeply, like figuratively brilliant sun by implication, a ray, um, <clears throat> a window, the sun rising, had set. Now, if you look at had set, it says it's come in. So here's what he's saying. Jacob came to a place of revelation and he abided in the fact that the sun or brilliance or revelation had come into him. Now, this is what's pretty interesting. And taking one of the stones from that place, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. Now, if you look at one of the stones in English, we think, oh, it's one of the stones. But I want to show you something really cool here. It's the Hebrew word, eben. Now, this may be tough to see, but it's aleph bet nun. So here's where he rested his head. Here's where he rested his thoughts. This is the cornerstone. This is the chief stone that the church is going to be made out of, as we'll see that what Jesus tells Peter. The first two letters, aleph bet, are ab. Anybody know what abba? Ab, av. It's daddy. And the last two, bet nun, ben, is son. So here's the stone he laid his hand on. Ab and Ben are one. Daddy and son are not two, they're one. That's where he rested his head and abided. Is that cool or is that cool? And he rested his head and he laid down to sleep. <clears throat> and if we keep going, it's, it, so Jacob had this dream about a ladder that rested on the earth. <clears throat> now again, heaven and earth to the Hebrew was where God met man. And to them, it was the inner room of the temple, the holiest of holies. So remember, the law of the Psalms and the prophets is not the real thing. It's a story about something real. It's a story of faith, something that happens to you. Now, you guys know you are the true temple. You are where heaven meets earth. You know, Paul talks like this. He says, therefore, all are in Adam, all are in Christ, because Adam was just a type of the one to come. If all are in Adam, all are in Christ. And if any man be in Christ, it's a declaration, not a, not a question. It's a declaration. He says, if any man be in Christ, you are the new creation. You are the new heaven and the earth. You now sing the new song. 
There's nothing to wait for. You're it. So anyway, so this these angels ascending and descending. So in reaching the top of heaven, and God's angels were going up and down the ladder. I think this is fascinating because most people think of angels coming down first and they ascend first. Now, if we know that's the body, like if you've if you've listened to me at all, I love the science behind this where heartfelt living out of the heart, 90% of our nervous system goes from the heart to the head. So the first ascension is the heart controls what we think. We're trying to do the heart and believe by the head. Oh yeah, I believe in Jesus. Well, so what? It says even the, the fallen mind believes in that. It doesn't mean you did anything yet. What do you believe? That's what it's really talking about. So Jacob had a dream. There's a ladder. There was a connection that rested from the earth and the top reached up to heaven. And God's messengers, Angelos, it just means messengers, were going up and then back down. So if you know about anything about heart coherence, when the heart regulates the head, now whatever you think the body accepts as real. It's, it's awesome when you understand that. But, and they're at the top. So at the top of the ladder, we're it, right? We're the temple. So at the very top was standing and saying, I am. I am Yahweh. And the God of our father, Abraham, God, and Isaac, I will give you to your sense on last you lie, lie. And he goes through that. But now let's go down here. Verse 16. And Jacob woke up. He thought, surely Yahweh is in this place. And I wasn't aware. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than Bethel. Bethel. Bethel is the house of God. Paul in the New Testament says, know ye not, you are the house of God. You are the temple. You're the place where God meets man. You're where he dwells. And he was afraid. How awesome is this place? None other than the house of God. Now, this is pretty cool. It says, early the next morning. So when it's dark and then the sun comes up, what, what, do you, what happens? You go from darkness to light. Now, well, this is really interesting. So if we look on the next morning, <clears throat> morning a point of time the end of night the end of darkness and i just think this is really fun when you when you start looking at the word studies it says uh generally morning day early morning so you've gone from darkness to light so early the next morning jacob took that stone that had been the idea that father and son are not separate they're one and he rested his head on it and he set it up as a pillar again it's standing or condition or heart of the mind. He stood up. And what did he do? He poured oil on the top of it. Now, if we look at the top of it, you're ahead. You are the anointed one. <laughs> These are all types and shadows of you guys. So he poured oil on your head. That's what they did in the Old Testament. They poured oil on the prophets, priests, and kings' head. And he says, you're it. He stood up. He became aware that God and the man were one. He poured oil on his head, and he called this place the house of God, though previously the city had only been lutes. And if you go look up lutes, it says it was only a sparkling or bright light. Now it's the complete light and revelation. Amen? Now, I think that's cool. Now, if we go to Genesis 32, we, we continue on this story. This is where Jacob becomes Israel. I want to show you this. So this is pretty interesting. So I'm going to start in verse 24. So Jacob, Jacob means to supplant, guys. And if we look at the types and shadows, you'll always see two sons. You'll always see two covenants. You'll always see two nations. Um, And it says, if we look at scripture, it says, Jacob I loved, the second son, the spiritual son, Esau I hated, which are representative of the two covenants. 
One is works. I must work toilsome labor to be a son. The other one is spiritual, the heavenly Jerusalem. I just inherit all God's blessings because God's love. He doesn't hate anybody. So if we take it literally, we're going to miss it completely. And scripture itself tells us, don't take it literally. The only way you're going to get it wrong is if you don't read it as a type in shadow. And so what's really interesting here, Jacob was left alone and the man wrestled with him until daybreak. Now daybreak, if we click on it, it's an interesting word again. To ascend, to climb up. Jacob went from a low place, the cast down mine, to stood up. I'm risen up and I've got oil on my head. This means a lot to them, guys. <clears throat> so he wrestled with him until daybreak. When Ish, Ish is just man. When, when man saw that he could not overpower the spiritual, and this is talking about Israel of today, he struck the socket of Jacob's hip and dislocated as they wrestled. It literally just means he touched the place where the womb of Jacob, where he can give birth, and he's dislocated right now. He doesn't understand who he was. So he said, let me go from this daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? Ish asked. The man asked. Jacob replied. Then the man said, you're no longer will your name be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and prevailed. Now, I want to show you this a little bit because this is pretty interesting. So all of scripture, guys, is learning to become a son. It's learning to, to live out of the spirit versus your flesh, out of your own efforts. Jacob will supplant the physical. The spiritual will control the physical. What you do within, what you believe within, will literally transform anything in your physical world. The physical world is temporary, is what it says. It's not the real thing. It's just the shadow. It's the mirror. The spiritual is the real thing. So everything has to do with the inside. And so Jacob went from a low place, a cast down mine, to a high place. And the man saw that he could not overpower Jacob. Then if we get down here, the man said, you will not only become Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled. Now, if I just said he struggled with God, what do you think that would be? It's a, it's really a bad translation. If we click on it, it's Sarah. Literally Sarah, like Abraham and Sarah. <laughs> so when you have the father and Sarah, Sarah literally means to persist, exert oneself, and persevere. It's now watch Israel. This is pretty interesting. So, <clears throat> where am I? Okay, you're no longer going to be called Jacob, but Israel. Now, I'm going to click on this. I'm just, it says, God strives, another name for Jacob and his descendants, from Sarah and El. Everybody knows what El is. It's God, right? El. Sarah is to struggle, persevere, and exert yourself as God. Is that wild or is that wild? So here's what he's trying to say. You no longer be the supplanter because when you realize the spirit, the smooth man, Jacob, will overcome anything physical, the Esau, the hairy man, you become Israel. You exert yourself and rule as God because you have struggled with God and with men and you have prevailed. It means you realize you're able, you have power. That's really what that means, prevailed. Now, there's one other thing I want to just show you on Israel and we'll go to the New Testament fulfillments, which is cool. So Israel, combination of Sarah and El, you exert yourself as God. You persist as God. So what he's showing is he demanded he receive the blessing. He wouldn't let go of that. Ah, 
now when you learn to realize that the spiritual will overcome the physical and you won't take no for an answer, now you're Israel. You exert and persist as God himself, the man who rules as God. Now another, if you just break down Israel, though, this is kind of cool. So if you can see this, the first two letters, Yad, Yad Shin, is Ish. It's literally man. Ra, Resh Alet, is to see. And the last two letters, Aleph, Lamed, El. When you see that you are God, you become Israel. What you see within is the creative ability of God, guys. What you see within is God himself doing the work. What you see within is God exerting his power from inside of you, affecting the outside. And now you are a believer. You are Israel. You affect, you become the man, Ish, who sees and rules as God himself by what you do within. That's Israel. Now, is that cool or is that cool? I think that's pretty cool. So, <clears throat> so Jacob lays his head, the foundation stone. He lays his head on a stone of Aven. God and man are one. God and son are one. They're not separate. God and man are one. Now, if we go to the New Testament, let's go through this here a little bit. And I shared this with you a little, a little bit last week, but I want to just go through this again. <clears throat> So Matthew 16, when Jesus comes to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he questions his disciples and says, who do people say that the son of man is? But when we look at it in Greek, it literally says, who does Anthropos, a man, any man of the human race? So any man who's a human, are they born of a woman? Yes. So here's what he's asking. So who does Anthropos, who does any man say that the son of Anthropos, any man of the human race is? So any man born of a woman, who does man say that they are? They replied. Some say John the Baptist, others. So here's the question. Who does man say that the son of man is? Like Solomon sitting here, in the natural, he's Solomon Popovich. Yeah, but who? when you say I am, who do you really say you are, Solomon? That's the next question. I am the son of God. I'm the anointed one. Remember Peter or uh, Jacob, when he realized Ab and son are one, Even, that's where he rested his head. He put his head on that revelation, that cornerstone. That's what he got. He's like, I get it. And he stood up. He went from a low place to a high place, and he poured oil on his head. He became the anointed one. Here's the here's the fulfillment, or just one of them. There's a million times in the New Testament like this. <clears throat> Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. Still others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But what about you, Jesus asked. Who do you say Ego I may. Think about that, guys. How many times in the day do you go, I am whatever you say. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Right? When Moses says, hey, all of these things in my life, who should we say sent me? Should we say God? Should we say Elohim? Should we say Yeshua? Should we say uh I don't know whether there's some other names of God. You name it, whatever your favorite name of God is, okay? Who should we say sent me? And he says, I am. That's my name forever and ever. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He's given this thing over to you guys. I am who I am. Who do you say? When you say I am, Peter, who do you say? Simon Peter answered, you are the anointed one, Christos. The son of Anthropos, any man born of a woman, is 
the huios of the living God. My true origin, my true birth is from above. Ah, that's exactly what Jacob got. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, son of Jonah, Bar-Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by anything flesh and blood, anything physical. The kingdom comes by something spiritual that you cannot see. This was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but my father in the Uranus in heaven, in the spiritual realm. I tell you, you rock, you Petros. On that rock, the same rock that God and man are one, which meant I'm a son. And if I'm a son, that means I'm one with God. And if I'm one with God, I can act like God on his behalf because I'm a son. I'm a joint heir of Jesus Christ. That was Paul's, that was Paul's logic. And I'm waiting for the whole Christian community, the whole foundation to realize and you're a son. All creation's waiting for you to realize. Most Christianity is waiting for God to return. He goes, it's too late. Your next breath, I'm here. <laughs> I am the Perugia. There's nothing to wait for. The next breath is me. When you see yourself in a mirror, you've seen the fullness of God in a body. Stop waiting and become. That's what he's trying to tell you all through scripture. I tell you, you are a rock. You are Peter. And on that rock, I will build my church. On that revelation, the same rock that Jacob laid down on the revelation that God and man, the God and son are man and one. I will build my body, my church. Now, body is an interesting word. It's ecclesia. It's ek or out of kaleos surname. My church will be built out of the revelation that they are sons and daughters of me. Their real surname, their real birth is the anointed one. God himself is their true origin is what he's trying to say here. And the gates of Hades, translated hell in King James, but it's literally Hades, Ha's negative, and Des is not see. I can't see. You will not, the not being able to see will not be prevailed against this, Peter. The foundation rock is that every man is a son of God. Your true origin, your, your true surname is God himself. And if you, the father is God himself, that means you are the son. And if you are the son, you are co-equal with the father and reign and rule as him. Doesn't Jesus say it's the Father's great pleasure to give you the kingdom of God? And kingdom is that Greek word, Basilia. It says, it's the Father's great pleasure to give you his royal rule and reign. I've given it to you. And this next verse makes it very clear. I've given you the royal rule and reign. And it's not something on the outside. You cannot see it. The kingdom comes from within. Nothing observable. Christ is within. The kingdom's within. John 1, from the beginning. You were face to face with God and God dwelt in man, incarnated man from the beginning. It didn't happen 2000 years ago. The incarnation happened at your birth. The real Christmas story is you realizing you're a son. And I'll show you that at the Christmas service. So <clears throat> the gates of not being able to see will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the royal rule and reign in the spiritual, in heaven, in the spiritual places. Whatever you bound on earth will be. Now, this is really interesting. Whatever you bind on earth or don't allow on earth, whatever you will be, I am. So check this out. Whatever you think you are, I am, in the spiritual is what you're going to experience in the physical. And whatever you allow on earth I am. Whatever you allow on earth, I am, is what you believe you are in the spiritual. Whatever you don't believe you are, you will not be. Whatever you do believe you are in the spiritual, you will be. 
That is the keys to the kingdom of God. Is that pretty cool or is that pretty cool? I think that's pretty wild. So anyway, what, what else do I want to share with you here? Uh, that might be it as far as the, the New Testament revelation, etc. Yeah, and it, Israel's, what changed to Israel is because he's Sarah. He persisted and exerted his spirit as man, as God. And he realized he had power and he becomes Sarah-el, Israel, meaning to be persistent and exert yourself as God. So what does this all mean to you and I? He says he's given us the kingdom. He says, whatever you do in the spirit, whatever you believe you are, whatever you I am in the spirit is what you're going to experience in the earth. Whatever you don't believe you are or don't allow in the spirit, in the heavens, you're not going to experience it on earth. So when you realize you are Israel, the man, Israel, Ish, the man who sees that he is God. What man sees within is the royal rule and reign of God. So it's simply this, guys. I want you to get this. There is nothing physical that cannot be supplanted or Jacob literally means the spiritual overcomes the physical. The physical is just the mirror. The physical is just the shadow. It's not the real thing. The spiritual is the real thing. So how do you change anything? And I think once you get this, that you and the father are one, you literally are a joint heir of Jesus Christ is what it's saying. God incarnated man became man and all scripture from the beginning to end is learning how to become God, how to return back to source, how to return back to. That's why it says redeem, repent, restore. You always were, and now you're becoming it again. It's restoring your mind to that condition. And so it's simply this. He's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's given you every blessing in the heavenlies. You can choose the most remarkable life in the world. You get to choose. Now, in the physical, it may seem that's impossible. There's nothing going on. In fact, let me just share this testimony real quick. Um, this is from Ronell. She's got a coaching business in Germany. I've done a couple podcasts for her. Let me just show you this. Hey, Mike, hope you're well. This is, this is Jacob becoming Israel. This is realizing the spiritual literally influences the physical. So if you don't like a situation, choose something fabulous that you want to focus on. And watch what you picture and tell yourself and the emotion you feel. When you realize that the pictures you see when you close your eyes and you see it in your mind's eye and accept that it is real, even though everything around you looks like it's not real, it will become real. The spiritual surplants the physical. So here's Renell. Hey, Mike, hope you're well. Just want to share you an awesome testimony. A lady that I coached for six weeks ended off her coaching by listening to your teachings. Her name is Jolene from Pretoria, South Africa. Here's what she wrote. A friend of ours got a message on Saturday. This was last Saturday. It's a week from today. Last Saturday that her friend had a freak accident work and broke her back. Her back was severely broken and it was risked that the broken back could cut off her oxygen supply and she might die. That's a bad diagnosis, isn't it? So guess what? Let's become Israel, the man who rules of God. She didn't say that, but I'm saying that. So three of us got together and prayed for our friend. We saw her in our mind, healthy and healed. Our friends felt the vertebrae move back. She was a taste, she was at a state hospital. The specialist saw her the next day, which would be Sunday. Sunday morning, we got a message saying her back wasn't broken. It was in place. It was just fractured, but she still needed the operation. The doctors told her the recovery would be long and painful. She would have at least six weeks in the hospital bed. We disagreed. (laughs) 
they realized they were Israel, the man who rules as God. We disagreed. Again, we saw her healed supernaturally and fast. Tuesday, so this happened Saturday, she broke her back so serious that we got the operator, she may get paralyzed. Sunday, they go, oh, it's not fractured or it's not dislocated and fractured, it's just broken. Tuesday, we got news from the doctor. The doctors did multiple scans. They redo multiple scans because the fracture of C1 and C2 was there. But after they did multiple scans, they could not find any fracture and it wasn't serious and she would not have to spend time in the hospital. Hallelujah. Those things make me so happy. They didn't take the physical diagnosis. Now, was the physical diagnosis real at the time? Yes. Yes. But it's just the shadow. It's just the mirror of what's going on inside. They chose to become Israel. They chose to rule as God. They realized that if I can see her whole, and I can actually see and feel what it would feel like as if her vertebrae were coming back in to place fully whole, that is the power of God within me. That is literally the anointed man within me. That is realizing the spiritual, the spiritual man, the smooth man, Jacob, will supplant anything physical Esau. And if they believe that that's real and just accept it as real, even though everything around them says it's not, doctors are saying it's not, the diagnosis say it's not, you know what? We're going to say it is. And they persisted in there. Israel means to persist in the spirit as God. You continue to see what you want life to look like, even though it doesn't look like that in the physical. And if you can feel as if it's real and accept that is real and exert yourself and persist that is God, how you want life to look, the vision that you're capturing inside, simply picturing it on the inside, is literally the power of God bringing it to pass on your behalf. There's no struggle. There's no strain. But watch what you see and watch what you feel within, guys. And if it's off, change it. See only what you want to see and feel as if it's happening to you right now. And if you're persistent, that is what it says. Just know that it absolutely has to conform to what you're doing in the spiritual. That is Israel. That is the man who rules as God. The man who sees within realizes that's God himself doing the work. Now you're no longer Jacob. You become Israel, the man who rules as God. So hopefully that helps, guys. God bless you. So choose something wonderful. Picture the life of your dreams. See yourself whole. See yourself already present tense, living that life as if it's real. And if you see it and stay there and accept that as real with the joy and gratitude that it's already happened, even though it's not happened yet in the physical, but you know it's already happened and you stay there, it's just a matter of time before that seed takes root and becomes real in the physical. So enjoy something big. Choose life, guys. Choose, choose, choose the life of your dreams. God became man. He inhabited you. And the whole story about salvation, about healing, about wholeness, how do I become whole, saved, and so zoed, is to realize how to become God again. And that's how you do it. Hope that helps, guys. God bless you. We will see you New Year's, Christmas Eve, Eve, Wednesday, same time, same place. I think I'm going to rock your world some of you guys, the Christmas narrative.